Tom, I'm Keith Peters. Stocks surged today with the Dow Jones Industrial Average climbing 617 points and the NASDAQ Composite Index rising 209 points after remarks by Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell that the Fed might not raise interest rates as dramatically as originally thought. Powell says the Federal Open Market Committee's decisions on interest rates are not automatic. While FOMC participants' projections are based on our best assessments of the outlook, there is no preset policy path. We'll be paying very close attention to what incoming economic and financial data are telling us. That relieved investors who were concerned that rising rates would drag down the U.S. economy and possibly bring an end to the nine-year-old bull market. The U.S. Senate voted 63 to 37 today to consider a bipartisan resolution to halt U.S. support for the war in Yemen, a rebuke to Saudi Arabia. But military analyst Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis says the impulse to punish Saudi Arabia must be offset by wariness for moves which Vladimir Putin is making to exert Russian influence in the Middle East. I would argue that he, when he went in to bolster Bashar Assad in Syria, uh, he wanted to rekindle an old relationship, uh, establish himself back in the Middle East. And, of course, he signed a 40-year contract for Tarsus uh, Naval Facility and for Air Force Base outside of Damascus. President Trump has warned he will veto the legislation. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo met with President Trump today in the hopes of securing funding for a new Amtrak rail tunnel under the Hudson River. Cuomo says his meeting with the president was a good one. He said, I am receptive, I'm looking for a way to move forward, and it was a very positive meeting. The old rail tunnel is a century old. The oil prices today continued to drop. They were down $1.27 to $50.29 a barrel. More on these stories at Town Hall. This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Here's the Word on Wealth, a retirement update from five-star wealth manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor. Good afternoon, friends. Here's today's Wall Street report. Well, it was one of those great days today on Wall Street. All three of the major indexes nicely higher after Fed Chairman Powell made some dovish interest rate comments. The Dow was up 617 points today, closing at 25,366 on the blue chip index. The Nasdaq Composite up 208 points, almost 3% on the day at 7291 on the high tax. And the S&P. P was up another two and a half percent, up 61 points, closing at 2743. All of the major indexes nicely higher on this Wednesday. I want to remind you, friends, if you don't have your own long-term retirement income plans in place, that's exactly the kind of work they do for my clients each and every day, right here in our Mission Valley offices, helping you put it all together: the IRAs, rollovers, 401ks, and of course, Social Security planning as well. Call me to schedule your free consultation with me. The office number here: 800-727-PLAN. That's news for the day, and I'm the retirement professor, Marty Schneider. Call me for your free visit: 800-727-PLA. AN FM 96.1 AM 1170 The answer Welcome to the Andrea K show She's blonde 5 foot 2 and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress Here she is Andrea K Day, wine back Wednesday. I mean, whatever the kids are calling Wednesday these days, I'm just glad to be here with you all. Right here, coming at you from the FM 96.1 AM 1170 studios here in beautiful 
not quite sunny uh, San Diego today. In fact, we got kind of a little sketchy weather, but the good news with that is that it, it, we got some high waves, I guess, high surf conditions. I always love to go to the beach anyway and get to go and check out some rip-roaring waves. It's going to be a little bit fun tomorrow. It's dark right now, so I ain't going to go check it out tonight. Hey, glad to have you all with me. I am Dynamite in a Dress. I bust through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night right here, but I don't do it alone. No, I don't. I got you guys with me, whether you're in your cars, watching and listening and typing away on Facebook Live or on Twitter, and calling in the show, 888-344-1170. And the man who keeps it rolling, who's in here in the studio with me, is DJ Carrot Sticks. You ride like the wind, baby. Ride like the wind. That's actually a really good classic song. And it's perfect for the bird scooters or however the Mexican. It's up to like 6,000 now, right? At the at the border? Yeah. Probably, I think, more than 6,000. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's hard to keep track because, you know, you, we had a woman, for example, who impaled herself after trying to cl- climb the wall ended up falling on some rebar, hurt herself, and she, you know, in front of her children. Some people say she was a part of the the migrant caravan. Other people said she wasn't, but she was from Guatemala. So I don't know. And when you got that many, you got that large of a mob together, people can go in and out for a variety of different reasons. I don't know. What we do know, it's too many people. It's too many people for, for to be trying to get into this country seeking asylum, and it's too many people for Tijuana. You mentioned it. You were one of the only people that I heard mention it. Uh, before the caravan got there, there was already 2,500 2, people in line for asylum. And I keep thinking, what happened to those people? Well, right. They're still stuck in TJ trying to follow the process. Many of them probably were a part of some other caravan. Uh, most of them, 90-something percent, I think, of asylum seekers get denied because the purpose of asylum was really like if, if in the case of Cubans, if they could get to U.S. soil and touch U.S. soil because they were fleeing a communist country, they would be automatically granted asylum. But it's supposed to be fleeing per, some sort of persecution. It's not supposed to be because your boyfriend beat you or because you want a better job or because, you know, you just want to come to America. That's that's not a Asylum seeking. And what's happened is for a long time now, we've had different lefty organizations down in Mexico coaching people on how to seek asylum. And and right now, we've got to talk about uh, we are facing another threatening and threaten over a government shutdown because we've got the Republican Party that promised the voters President Trump was elected to build a wall. He originally wanted originally wanted twenty five billion dollars to fund it. The Republican Party for two years squandered an opportunity. Continued going back to the original omnibus that they put forth to President Trump in, in the spring of twenty seventeen. They said, "Oh, just we we don't need a government shutdown. Just fund the omnibus now, and then come September we'll make a big fight for the wall." Then they didn't. We've heard the same thing over and over again. No budget. Just uh, continuing. Uh, they're called continuing resolutions to further the spending. And uh, now going into the midterms, we had McCarthy, who I guess is going to now be the House minority leader McCarthy. I really wanted Jim Jordan. He promised before the midterms as a way of getting reelected and a way of getting Senate minority leader promised to put forth a bill to fund the wall. So there's two things to discuss here regarding that. First of all, what McCarthy put forth is confusing to me because he it says his spending bill includes twenty the full funding for the wall, but only five billion is going to be available now. Well, then what's the point? 
that then you're not fully funding it. So the McCarthy comes out and says, well, I feel like we need to compromise. That's that's a good functioning government. What? The American people gave us the Republican Party control of Congress. Actually, they gave control of Congress to to the Republican Party in 2014 to build the wall and secure the border. There's absolutely no excuse for this. We should not be compromising. We should not be compromising with a Democrat party that wants open borders, that has already declared that they want, they want to abolish ICE. What are you doing, McCarthy? And now he's signaling that in order to avoid a, the dreaded government shutdown, which never hurts the Republican Party, it's a complete urban myth. Remember, the, remember all the urban myth? That, that's, as, that's as much an urban myth as the old one from the South that I grew up hearing about the dude who went water skiing and fell and hit his head water skiing on a cypress knee. And when they pulled his body out, it was covered with water moccasins. I don't know if you heard that urban, or urban legend. Maybe y'all don't even have water moccasins here. You don't have swamps. But that's as much of, a, of an urban myth as we We've got with with these government shutdowns hurting the Republican Party. It's ridiculous. Fund the wall. However, funding the wall is only a part of the story. Because it does not help us to have a wall. If we have 3,000 people right now in line, 6,000 more people on the, on the backs of them coming here who, who, don't, who get to go around a wall by claiming that they want asylum, and we've got judges here in the United States of America that do not care what legislation gets passed by Congress, do not care that President Trump has the right with the, with the executive branch to control the border for the national security of this country, then, then the wall doesn't even help us. So we need multiple things from the Republican Party right now in this lame duck Congress. And even after the next Congress comes to be, because we have, thanks to Ms. Hyde winning last night in Mississippi, we have 53 in the Senate. So what the Republican Party needs to do is they need to fully fund the wall because as the border chief said here in San Diego, the migrants who climbed the wall and made it over and got arrested, there were 48, they actually scaled the old wall. The new wall that's been built, nine miles of it, they couldn't scale. So we need to fully fund the wall. And then what we need is we do not need comprehensive immigration reform. What we need is legislation that enforces the rule of law that we have. And it does not allow for for anybody to come here and seek asylum at our port of entry in Tijuana. It doesn't allow them that that if they're going to come up from the southern border, they must go to the first U.S. embassy in Mexico. And on on top of it, that if they're coming to this country illegally, then all bets are off. They don't get to seek asylum whatsoever. And there's no catch and release. And yes, we will separate people who come here into this country with children. We don't know who they are. The 48 that were arrested that came over the wall, the 48 that were arrested, the federal judge decided not even to prosecute. He said it, it, it's not worth the resources. And on top of it, they would all have to be, before we could prosecute them, they'd have to be tested for TB. Because on top of it, we got a health crisis along with this. So it's, it's really demoralizing to be in, in the position right now to where we've got Repu- Republican-controlled Congress, and we still don't have funding for the wall. One of the things the Republican Party needs to do is get rid of this filibuster-proof majority. We don't need the filibuster in the Senate. The Republican Party has been hiding behind that. The only reason why we actually have been able to get any SCOTUS nominees through with the, with the 51 that we had in the Senate and the 53 now is because the Democrats were the one who got rid of the filibuster-proof for judicial nominees. Otherwise, we wouldn't even have that.
What has this Republican Party done with their majority? They've squandered it. My question for you guys out there is, is it time? Is it time or when is it time for us to go third party? President Trump can make a go of it in 2020. But then what do we do with Congress? Is it time to get a third party for for Congress as well? If so, so is it time for a third party? And then how do we do that? Because President Trump can make a go of it. I believe that he absolutely will get reelected in 2020. And I think he could get reelected as a third party and he can self-fund. So the typical funding, fundraising limitations and, and other limitations that both parties have put in to make a third party run, President Trump can make a go of it. Well, what do we accomplish if we've got a third party candidate as a president, but we still have a feckless Republican Party? But these are the things I think that we need to start figuring out from a strategy standpoint real quick. Because we have the 6,000 down there right now in Mexico. We've got these refugees wanting to, still wanting to come in. We still have a visa lottery program. We still have all those same issues, and we still have activist judges on the courts. And if these 6,000 get let in, then what's to stop anymore? We've all, we know that there's all these foreign, uh, these uh, not foreign, but we have people without borders and all these other liberal organizations that are down there coordinating it. And, they, and if they get away with it this time, then we're done. We're going to take a break and we shift gears because we've got to talk some other immigration issues. We've got Robert Spencer is going to be here. Uh, did you guys know that if you're a Christian, you just not might not be welcome in Britain at this point? Stay tuned. We're going to talk to Robert Spencer about that. 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Hi, this is Andrea Kay. On behalf of Move America Forward, this Christmas, we've teamed up to send care packages to our military serving overseas who miss their loved ones, some of whom will receive no care packs at all unless we send them today. I had a young soldier, a couple of deployments while I was in Iraq. His family just couldn't send him something. My wife would call up places like Move America Forward and send care packages on their behalf because they didn't have that family member who could afford it or knew how to send it. Won't you call in? Won't you help out or give online? Care packs are ready to go to our armed forces overseas. Call in, dictate a greeting, and the number of care packs you would like to send. Your gift of $100 sends four care packs to a serviceman or woman who won't be with their family this Christmas. And each $100 donation will send you a $20 gift card to Richard Walker's Pancake House. Go to the phone right now and help out. 855, the number 7, and the word troops. 
855-787-6677. That's 855, the number 7, and the word troops. Or you can give online at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Call 855, the number 7, troops. So receiving a care package, receiving a letter from home or even from a... Another state stating that they miss us and they love us and they can't wait for us to be home with our families is so impactful, such a humbling experience. And it also lets us know that we're not just over there. That's 855, the number 7, and the word troops. Or give online at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Call 855-7-TROOPS, 855-7-TROOPS. That's 855-787-6677. While supplies last, each $100 donation earns a $20 gift certificate from Richard Walker's Pancake House with two locations, La Jolla and downtown San Diego. Call 855-7-TROOPS or give online at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts STAR11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-11 to 85850. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's show. Before the break, we were talking about the border crisis. And before I go to my next guest, I kind of want to wrap up with that because uh, we talked about the the government shutdown. We were talking about the McCarthy and his funding wall, his his funding for the border wall, but it's kind of not really funding it and whether or not it's going to end up being a shutdown. And I was talking about how the fact that we've also got to deal with immigration, the immigration law issue, where we've got judges seeking to overturn President Trump's right as the executive to keep us secure and to protect our national sovereignty. Conservative Review had an article that was written by uh, Daniel Horowitz, and this was in October, and he describes, and I haven't, I haven't seen this or heard this from anybody before, and I'm going I'm to be brief about it before I go to my next guest, Robert Spencer. And in this article, it talks about uh, Trump's authority as the president. And this article says, while Congress controls immigration, and once immigrants are legally admitted in our country and can also exclude anyone from admission, the president shares concurrent jurisdiction on exclusions. He can't deport anyone who wants to, anyone he wants to, uh, without an authorizing statute, but he can exclude anyone up front. As the Supreme Court said in a landmark 1950 case, and I quote, the exclusion of aliens is a fundamental act of sovereignty. The right to do so stems not alone from legislative power, but is inherent in the executive power to control the foreign affairs of the nation. This is why for the first 100 years of our country, immigration was entirely controlled by diplomatic correspondence through the State Department. The president was clearly using this authority when communicating with the leader of the country of origin of this caravan. 
Trump can simply shut the door and demand that any legitimate asylum claims be processed through our 10 or so consulates in Mexico. So there you have it, at least according to this article from Conservative Review. I got to switch gears and I've got to go across the world, though, because um, as, as you know, many times I've talked about Europe. I read a book called While Europe Slept years ago. That had to do with the multi-issue with multiculturalism, the open borders, and oh, the left just patting themselves on the back, bringing in all the the Islamist into Europe and what it's done to the continent there. And joining me to discuss that and the latest on um, how that's affected Britain and Christians as well is Robert Spencer. Hi, Robert. Welcome back to the show. Great to be here, Andrea. Thank you. Okay, so um, Asia Bibi. You are the only one, I think, who's concerned, at least that I've, I've read about or uh, have heard, who even knows who this woman is here. Nobody's talking about her in America, who she is, what, she, what her story is, and that she is probably, in my opinion, right now everybody's, everybody's all hysterical over these, these, these Hondurans who want to come here and want to come to America and seek asylum. This is a woman who, who has a real reason to be seeking asylum somewhere, and she was denied by Britain. Tell everybody yes, who Asia right. Bibi was, what her story is, and why we should be concerned about this as Americans. Yeah, sure. She is a woman who is a Christian in Pakistan. She was uh, picking fruit with a group of Muslim women about ten, uh, eight years ago, and she uh, was accused by them of blasphemy because she drank from the same water cup that they were using, and uh, Muslims consider it's in the Quran that uh, the unbelievers are unclean, and so uh, they thought that she had defiled the the drinking cup, and then they started to berate her and tell her she should convert to Islam, and she said something about that uh, Jesus was the savior of the world and Muhammad had not saved anyone, and so they accused her of blasphemy. The uh, courts then sentenced her to death. And she was on death row for eight years in Pakistan. And uh, this case recently came to the Pakistani Supreme Court, which surprised the entire world, or those who were paying attention anyway, uh, by saying that she was not guilty because the evidence against her was very slight. It was interesting because the court decision affirms that blasphemers should indeed be killed, but said that it wasn't at all clear that she had actually blasphemed, and so she was freed. The problem was right then that uh, there were riots all over Pakistan that were uh, stoked by an Islamic group, people baying for her blood, calling for her to be killed, such that she was unable to leave the country. And she's been applying for asylum, but the uh, nations of the world, particularly Great Britain, have been so afraid of the same kind of riots in their own countries that so far she has not found any place to go. And it's not at all clear that she'd be able to get out of Pakistan safely anyway. This story is just, I, 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 nobody's, ta- like I said, nobody's talking about it. And this is just another example of why we need to be paying attention here in this country as to what has happened in Europe. And the fact that for, for Theresa May, so herself, Theresa May alone denied this woman asylum to come into Britain out of fear, out of complete capitulation to the Muslims in, in her country. The, so, you know, there's – I've been saying on my show for a long time, Robert, that there's different forms of jihad. One is through the sword and one is through creeping Sharia. And make no mistake about it, when this – this is um, – the definition of Islam is submission, is it not? And it is about yeah. takeover. There is not – there is no uh, ability to coexist. 
It is not a, a tolerant ideology. And it, 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 this story proves that what has happened in Europe, and in particular in this particular story about Britain, we now have complete capitulation on the part of the government that these minorities, these, the, the Muslim minorities in the country, have taken over the country. They now control yeah. it. They now completely control it. And that they and, and it also should prove to us that Christians will be persecuted. We will not be tolerated and be able to live in peace with Muslims. This should be a warning cry. First of all, the United States should, uh, should have already offered her asylum. But we need to be looking at our own country right now and be concerned. Last time I had you on the show, we talked about the Muslims that were elected to office in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. The same process, the same process of takeover and what's happened in Europe and what's happened in Britain and the intolerance towards Christians and the persecution of Christians and the fact that this woman is not safe in Britain. We need to be paying attention to this. Absolutely, because also by saying that she's not going to offer her asylum, the prime minister of Britain, Theresa May, is essentially saying that you can get us to do what you want by threatening violence. And so you're only going to see more violence and more terrorism. What Theresa May has done here is encourage terrorism in Britain and around the world by showing that it works and that Muslims can get what they want by threatening violence or being violent. And so it's an extraordinarily foolish decision, very short-sighted. And it also raises the question, well, why hasn't President Trump offered Asia Bibi asylum? what, What is the problem here? Is it that they also are afraid of unrest. It's a very strange situation. Well, it is strange. And it, and it's, uh, we, Nani Darwish told me years ago, we are handing our country over on a platter of political correctness. Every time there's a terrorist yeah. attack, the first thing that we're told to do is not blame all Muslims. The, you know, the first, the first people, you know, while bodies were bleeding out at the Pulse nightclub, care was at the microphones telling us that this, this should not be in any way a reflection of Islam, even though you, you can't take Islamic Islam out of Islamic terror. And, you know, we are slowly being taken over within America, just like Britain and the rest of Europe was taken over in America, told that we're not allowed to question the ideology, told that, that, that there is no such thing as creeping Sharia, told that the accommodations that we're making to this ideology that cannot tolerate anybody else, that subjugates anybody else. Uh, and uh, intends to subjugate everybody else that, you know, that we're crazy, that we're Islamophobes. Well, this has been a very effective tactic that the left and Islamic groups have employed for years. And it's been, it worked so well for them, it's no wonder that they keep doing it. They've been able to uh, brand and uh, stigmatize anybody who speaks honestly about the nature and magnitude of the jihad threat, such that many other people who might have spoken honestly about it are afraid because they don't want to be publicly branded as racists and Islamophobes and bigots and so on. And so they keep silent, which is just the objective uh, that the uh, Islamic groups were pursuing in starting to name call like this mm-hmm. that intimidated most people into silence about the jihad threat. Yeah, um it, it's disturbing to me that, you know, we on 9-11, I talk about this every year on 9-11, we have this hashtag, never forget. Well, when we are at a point in this country where we are electing Muslims who are draping themselves in the Palestinian flag, celebrating their victory on election night as what as just happened recently, and, you know, we're uh, in that uh, – 
we've got in, here in San Diego, we've got a school d- district that's on track to being the first Sharia compliant school district. And we can't have teachers wear crosses in this country, but we're teaching the tenets of Islam in our schools. I mean, it's incredibly disturbing to me. And we're not allowed to question the ideology when we've got the Muslim Brotherhood that was brought into the White House by Obama and, and you know, people from the Muslim Brotherhood. And the, we can't even get the Muslim Brotherhood declared a terrorist organization in this country, Robert. It's incredibly disturbing. Yeah, because of the Muslim Brotherhood infiltration into the U.S. government, there's so many people who are allied with the Brotherhood, who have uh, been convinced that the Brotherhood is a benign force, and that it's counterterrorism and so on. It's all nonsense. But there are many people in the U.S. government, I've met them and spoken to them, who think that this is the case. And so they oppose this. And this is, a case, this is evidence of the necessity for the designation. That they don't want to call it a terrorist group because their heads have been turned by people of influence within the government who have convinced them that it's not a terrorist group. When it actually is, it does fit all the uh, all the criteria for being one, and it is a uh, it's a very serious situation. You remember Michelle Bachman years ago wanted mm-hmm. to have an investigation of Muslim Brotherhood influence in the U.S. government. She was denounced by John McCain, and that was the end of it. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to Robert Spencer, director of Jihad Watch and author of the book, The History of Jihad, uh, from Muhammad to ISIS. Have we, uh, um, have we really, I was talking to my GM of the station earlier, and one of the, one of the successes that is being touted for President Trump is that we have effect, he has effectively wiped out ISIS, or are they just laying dormant? Where are we at with ISIS? Well, they're, they're, in a sense, it's, they are sort of laying dormant. What, what the deal is is this. They've lost their territory in Iraq and Syria, most of it. And yet they are now refocusing on mounting lone wolf attacks against civilians as well as soldiers and, and police officers in the West. And so we're going to see a whole lot more of that because a lot of their fighters from Iraq and Syria have been dispersed and have returned to their own countries. So they may be even more of a threat in the U.S. now than they were before. That's interesting. Um, I, I've only got about a minute left, but I got to ask you about Khashoggi or however you say his name. I want to call him Khashoggi because of Adnan Khashoggi, yeah. the once uh, at one time the richest man in the world. You know, I'm still scratching my head trying to figure out why this is supposed to be such a scandal for the United States of America and President Trump. He was not a U.S. citizen. He was supposedly a member of the Muslim Brotherhood. He was a Muslim killed by his his uh, home country on 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 foreign soil, Saudi Arabian soil, at, at the the Saudi Arabian be an embassy in Turkey. So, you know, I don't remember yeah. the same outpouring for Daniel Pearl when his head was cut off. No, they didn't care. The reason why this is such a big deal is because they are trying to salvage Obama's Iran deal. And Saudi Arabia is a fundamental bulwark against Iran. As a matter of fact, the main reason to keep the alliance with Saudi Arabia right now is because the Saudis are useful against Iran. And the press being so in the pocket of the Democrats and so much wanting to burnish Obama's image, they want to save the Iran deal, which means they want to weaken Saudi Arabia. Mm, okay. Uh, well, it's it's we just need to continue. I, I, I don't understand why there's not more people discussing Ms. Bibi, discussing the, the ongoing threat that we face from his, from a radical Islam here in our own country and that there's the takeovers happening from multiple fronts. Um, I, I, I would like to think that at some point soon that the United States will give Ms. Bibi 
asylum. But one of the things we didn't talk about, and I have to wrap it up here, is is that she's not the only one in Pakistan. There have been other Christians that were dragged out of their cars and beaten after she was given, after she was acquitted by the Pakistani Supreme Court. You know, other Christians were persecuted and beaten. So, you know, the American people need to understand that, yeah, I say I drive around Southern California with these coexist bumper stickers all over their car. You cannot coexist with an ideology that wants to destroy you. Final thought. Indeed. Well, that's exactly it. The Christians in Pakistan have been persecuted ruthlessly for years. They live a very precarious existence. They never know when they're going to be beaten, arrested, charged with blasphemy, uh, their jobs taken away, their homes taken away. Any number of things can happen, and the police look the other way because the police are Muslims as well. And this is an international scandal that nobody seems to care. It just doesn't register for the global uh, human rights organizations or for the U.N. No, it doesn't. No, we continue to bring people in from terrorist-infested countries instead of bringing Christians in. And uh, the left that seems to care, that's right now hysterical over what they consider humanitarian crisis in Tijuana, doesn't care about Christians being persecuted, even though we're supposed to be a, a Judeo-Christian country here in America. We need we need President Trump to give asylum to Ms. Bibi and stop giving any fun, any more money to Pakistan, in my opinion. Uh, Robert I Spencer. agree more. Yes, Robert Spencer. Uh, let me make sure I get the book right. You are the director of Jihad Watch, and the book is The History of Jihad from Muhammad to ISIS. Thank you for being here. Thank you. All right, stay tuned. we got more Andrea K. Show coming up. Uh, speaking of religion, I guess some feminists have found a new version of the Bible. Wait till y'all hear this. And what state decided to recall some politically incorrect license plates? Wait till y'all hear the story. I got it from my buddy Bob Walters, uh, who just educates me on everything from the, the crisis in our education system to the political craziness, political correct craziness in the country. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AV Areas offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AV Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. One lucky VIP club member could win their mortgage or rent paid for for an entire year. It's a Christmas mortgage miracle sweepstakes. Enter to win by visiting TheAnswerSanDiego.com or tap the Answer San Diego app to check out and participate in today's contests, polls, and surveys. It's the Christmas mortgage miracle, and it's here to make your life just a little bit easier. If you've been looking to add a couple extra Benjamins to your pocketbook, look at joining the VIP club at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. 
Then enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle and a chance to have your mortgage or rent paid for for an entire year. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Sponsored by San Diego's real estate authority, John Reeves with Reef Point Real Estate. It's critical you work with an agent you can trust and who has a track record of guaranteeing your success every time in writing. Learn more at jrhasthebuyers.com. That's jrhasthebuyers.com. And don't forget to enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes at theanswersandiego.com. Attorney Paul Hanks at the Santee Legal Center is ready to serve your estate planning needs with a powerful and ironclad living trust package. A comprehensive living trust avoids probate, protects your beneficiaries, and saves time and money. The process to obtain a living trust package should be simple and affordable. Do not be misled into thinking a high price means a better living trust. Attorney Paul Hanks at the Santee Legal Center will perform a free, personalized evaluation of your estate and match you with the correct living trust package at a great price, backed by a low price guarantee. You've worked hard to acquire a home and build wealth over the years, and now is your time to protect and preserve your estate. The last thing you want your heirs to deal with is a costly and prolonged probate proceeding after you've passed away. A living trust is the optimum estate planning tool and will bring you peace of mind. Go to SanteeLegalCenter.com for more information or email radio at SanteeLegalCenter.com. Do it today and rest easy tomorrow. That's SanteeLegalCenter.com. Message and data rates may apply. Individual results may vary. See website for details. But hey, I'm buying a huge flat screen TV so I can finally see it without my glasses. Why not just get LASIK at the LASIK Vision Institute? That's what I'm doing. Uh, My glasses and contacts are a pain. I'd love to finally get rid of these, but who can afford LASIK? You can. Because the LASIK Vision Institute is offering dramatically low prices and an absolutely free consultation. Just text VISION22 to 350350. The LASIK Vision Institute has already performed over a million procedures. They use the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology that helps the majority of patients achieve 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Better vision, better value. The LASIK Vision Institute. Make this the year you finally get LASIK. For a free consultation plus an extra 20% discount, text VISION22 to 350350. You'll see for free if LASIK is right for you. That's VISION22 to 350350. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrew K Show. Thank you all for being with me tonight. 888-344-1170. If you'd like to chime in on the show, just want to continue it a little bit to piggyback on my uh, segment that I just did with Robert Spencer, who is uh, literally wrote the book on the history of jihad. Uh, did you guys know, remember that, uh, in fact, when Robert Spencer was on the show last time, we talked about the anti Semitism rife within the Democrat Party and within the candidates that won, actually, the two Muslim candidates in Minnesota that won, one of which draped herself in the Palestinian flag the night of the election. She actually already backtracked, uh, lied on the campaign trail, I think they call it Takiya, and said that she was not anti-Israel. And then, of course, she's come out uh, since then with pro-Palestinian, anti-Israel ideas um, but that's not new to the Islamic community. In fact, and, and Robert Spencer and I talked about how that was on the heels of the mass shooting at a synagogue. Did you guys know that there has been multiple Islamic groups that raised money, supposedly in a, um, I, the term isn't bipartisan, but in a, a multi-religious uh, show of support 
they raised money saying that they were going to dedicate the money that they raised on behalf of Jewish organizations. And they kept the money. Raised over $100,000, close to $200,000. This is just actually $255,000. This is the Islamic group Celebrate Mercy. They raised, I think, $255,000 that was supposed to go for victims of the shooting and the greater Jewish community of Pittsburgh. And they kept it and gave it to the Islamic Center of Pittsburgh. Where's the prosecution for that? That's fraud. That's fraud. Now, they're saying it's not fraud, but the link that I guess that they had up to show where the money was going to go has been taken down. Uh, they, they are not the first Islamic group to raise money for Jews under false pretense, pretenses and not give the money to the intended victims. Guess who else was a part of doing that? Linda Sarsour. I guess uh, she raised money in, in the wake of the Pittsburgh attacks through her Islamic advo- advocacy group called Empower Change. And, and the money never went to where it was supposed to go to. She raised $100,000 for the purported goal of helping to repair Jewish uh, cemeteries. This is a a different fundraising effort that she did. Jewish cemeteries that were damaged by vandals. Months went by, and no cemeteries that were promised ever got the money. So this woman has not only been prosecuted, but she's still been going around on the campaign trail with Democrats. And nobody else is talking about this. This article came from Conservative Review. They do some great work at Conservative Review, by the way. I've um, got to do uh, continue on with my bit of news, bit of news stories, because we're just going to kind of go round robin here. Okay, so we already talked about the fact that Hyde Smith uh, was congratulated by President Trump on her big win. Some people are saying it wasn't a big win because she only won by seven points. Would the Democrats be complaining right now if they had won by seven points? I mean, who are these people saying that Trump shouldn't congratulate her? Who, who's gnawboning over that? I mean, some people would complain if they had a ham under each arm. I tell you who's got a reason to complain tonight, and that, that is Jeff Flake. Because his Save a Mueller campaign uh, went down in flames. You know, he was actually trying to use the lame duck Congress to not do anything good in terms of fulfilling the will of the people, but actually subvert the will of the people by protecting Jim M- Bob Mueller, who's not only not doing the will of the people, but actually working to overturn the U.S. Constitution, basically oversee a coup attempt. Well, Mike Lee, it went down in flames, and thanks in part to Mike Lee, who correctly pointed out the constitutional issue with basically granting Bob Mueller a fourth branch of U.S. government. We don't have a fourth branch of government that falls under the special prosecutor's office. We don't have that. And on top of it, he's, he, if we, even if we had a fourth branch, it would involve an election. So uh, that a lot of people are upset tonight and hysterical. Speaking of the Mueller investigation and treason, President Trump, I don't know what I'm going to watch tonight because I don't have any of my favorite reality shows are all done. I watched both my housewives and and I watched Below Deck last night. But I may just go on to watch uh, Trump's Twitter feed because he has them hysterical right now. I don't know if you saw this DJ Carrot Sticks. President Trump tweeted out. <laughs> a meme that shows a whole bunch of people behind bars, including Rosenstein, his deputy AG. And it says, now that Russian collusion is a proven lie, when do the trials for treason begin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I'm a little confused as to why Rosenstein is still sitting as a deputy AG. When we have Whitaker, who we have, we have Sessions is gone. We have an acting AG. 
who so we don't even need we don't even need the Mueller investigation because remember the special counsel was put in place because Sessions was out. Rosenstein appoints who was the deputy AG appoints Mueller. Rosenstein should be fired. Whitaker should be should have already shut down the Mueller investigation. But you know what? It, 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 I'm hoping that this signals not just cause for heartburn and hysteria on the part of the left and lots of fun things that we can watch on TV tonight as, as MSNBC and CNN get hysterical over this. But I'm hoping it's actually a signal that there's going to be prosecutions. But here's the downside, as I see, for that going forward. Not a downside necessarily, but a little hiccup to that. And it's Ivanka Trump. Because as I first mentioned, my concern about Ivanka Trump and her use of private emails was that it put the it not only was a bad look, it not only was a boneheaded move, but it put the Trump puts the Trump administration and the DOJ in a pickle. Because I know that what she did isn't the same thing. In fact, I've got a couple of uh, Ivanka Trump was asked about this, and I want to play uh, uh, some of what she had to say about why she was did an interview with ABC News, and I want you to hear what she had to say about whether or not it's the same as Hillary, and then we're going to talk about it. Well, there really is no equivalency. All of my emails that relate to any form of government work, which was mainly scheduling and logistics and and managing the fact that I have a home life and a work life, are all part of the public record. They're all stored on the White House system. So everything has been preserved. Everything's been archived. There just is no equivalency between the two things. Yeah, so she archived it. She didn't set up a private server somewhere, you know, in her, in you know an outhouse somewhere on her on her property in order to you know hide emails. So that that's true. That's absolutely true. That that why one area that it's different. Here's more. People who want to see it as the same see it as the same, but the fact is that. We all have private emails and personal emails to coordinate with our family. We all receive content to those emails, and there's no prohibition from using private email as long as it's archived and as long as there's nothing in it that's classified. All right, great point. They all have private email, and, you know, if she's just trying to coordinate, you know, she was trying to move from New York City to D.C. and all that, that's fine, and it wasn't classified. Here's the problem, is if she is, according to different legal experts, if she was communicating any scheduling or anything that has to do with the White House business, that is considered classified. Just like Comey's notes from his conversations with President Trump that he leaked to the media, that was classified information. So here's the jam that we've got. The jam that we've got is Trey Gowdy is already wanting to launch an investigation because Trey Gowdy is always, you know, he he never has any bite when it comes to holding Democrats accountable, but just can't wait to prove to the Democrats that he's willing to take down a Republican. We should not be in a situation now to where if you're President Trump, are you really going to go after Hillary? If you think that your daughter might end up, you can't go after Hillary now because otherwise your daughter might be prosecuted. Because even though she clearly didn't do the same thing, the left wants to assert that she did. And why are we even having to have this conversation? We shouldn't be having this conversation because it does put President Trump and his DOJ in a difficult position. Here's her final thought about it. In my case, all of my emails are on the White House server. There's no intent to circumvent. And there were mass deletions after a subpoena was issued. My emails have not been deleted, nor was there anything of... of, of substance, uh, nothing confidential that was within them. So there's no connection between the two things. So the idea of lock her up doesn't apply to you? No. No, it, it doesn't. I mean, they're two entirely different things. But when is the left 
ever based anything on facts? When have they ever based anything on reason? And I just think that I think it just puts President Trump in, in a difficult spot. DJ Carrot Sticks, you had something that, that jumped out at you about this. I can't hear you. Um. Yeah, I just her. I just sounds like she's really stressed out. I think she's sick or something's going on. Uh, well, you know, I yeah, I don't know. I think I, she typically speaks. I think a little bit more forceful. I think that you know that's. I think she's trying to not sound offensive. I think she's trying to not sound as as though she's got anything to defend, and she really doesn't. So we just unfortunately, what she's saying is absolutely right. I just wish she hadn't used the private emails and given the left any fodder because they are about to be in control of Congress and she doesn't deserve to be investigated. And I think it might. I'm just hoping that it's not going to put the Trump DOJ in a position to where they would have started holding Hillary accountable. But now they feel like they can't. That's the only thing I'm going to say. Well, I mean, she pointed out she didn't she didn't delete anything. No, well, no, they're all still there. All right. the emails are still there. That's a good point. So, what President Trump could do and the DOJ could do is just prosecute Hillary Clinton for the forty thousand emails that she deleted that were under subpoena. That alone is a felony. There and there, therein lies the difference. And maybe that's what they should do. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got more to talk about on the other side. We got more Bitto news. We got some crazy in terms of license plates. We got some crazy in terms of feminazis. 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Hey guys, Andrea Kay here. And if you're anything like me, you have a lot to be thankful for this Christmas. For me, quality time with friends and family rank right up there at the top. While Charlie and the boys have some new markdowns on some of your favorite cigars and pipe tobacco. Need accessories? Liberty Tobacco has got you covered there too. And if you're thankful to have a good friend to hang out with, why don't you treat them to their favorite stick next time you're watching the game at Liberty Tobacco? Or bring a box with you next time your group is getting together. Need suggestions? The whole team at Liberty Tobacco can help you make the right choice. And remember, Liberty Tobacco has been around since 1975 and has two convenient locations. They're at 7341 Claremont Mesa Boulevard next to Ethan Allen Furniture and in the Flower Hill Mall right off the 5 at Via de la Valle in Del Mar. Stop by and pick up a couple of sticks for this weekend or visit them online at libertytobacco.com.
Don't you wish you could choose your own monthly mortgage payments? If you're 62 years or older and have sufficient equity or own your home free and clear, a reverse mortgage loan may be the most powerful tool for your financial planning. With your current mortgage, in case of any emergencies or business opportunities, you may not be in the best financial position to make a move. With a reverse mortgage, eliminate your mortgage payments and receive cash or a large line of credit. With a bigger down payment, you can even purchase a home with a reverse mortgage, which is much easier to qualify for since there are no mortgage payments. Sometimes you can even qualify with just your social security income. To learn more, visit our website at aramco.biz where you can ask questions, request more information, or sign up for our next workshop. Call Aramco at 866-600-1130. That's 866-600-1130 or visit aramco.biz. Aramco. Purchase, refinance, reverse. DRE 01853626 NMLS 27716. Not all borrowers qualify. Got an email last night from a lady in Florida who doubted my sincerity about Relief Factor until she tried it. She tried Relief Factor. In her case, it took her almost three weeks, and she woke up pain-free. Relief Factor was the answer she's been looking for. This makes the, the my 60 seconds uh, to tell you about Relief Factor some of the happiest times of my day because I know people are going to get the relief that they've been craving. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen or prescription drugs. Physicians created Relief Factor as a crucial way to support the body's fights against aches and pains. So no matter your age, maybe you're just too sore after a great workout at the gym, or if you're like me and you're of a certain age and you want to start dealing with the aches and pains of life, give Relief Factor a try. The three-week quick start is $19.95. Try it for three weeks. It's $19.95. Decide if it's for you or not. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Relief Factor. FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. That's right, man. Don't be calling me nothing fake. There ain't nothing fake going on here, man. Um, okay, so thanks to my buddy Bob Walters. He sent me this article. Um, and I'm going to try to I'm, I'm going to try to read it with straight face and make sure that I stay politically correct. Okay. So, a complaint came in to I guess there was a a, a gentleman by the name of Keith Kawamoto, 70 years old. He saw a Kansas license plate. So, he's riding around in Los Angeles and he sees a uh, a license plate that upset him. And I guess it was on a car from Kansas. What do you think the license plate might have said? DJ Carrot Sticks. No idea. Bar- our barbecue rules. Okay. Um, no, it it had with it had a rant, it had a letter combination that spelled J A P on it. So this older gentleman, seventy year old gentleman, Keith Kawamoto, gets upset because he sees and it, and you could tell in the license plate that it was a random J A P in the middle of it. So I guess you can see where this is going. So he takes a picture of it, starts hounding and blasting Kansas officials, including the governor there. And he says, I let them know it's considered a very derogatory racial slur, and I don't think it should be allowed anywhere. Okay, yeah. So Kansas Motor V. And so instead of telling him, excuse me, it was a random letter combination, and we can't be going through every, you know, random letter combination that might offend somebody, bugger off, dude. No, they apologize to him, and then they decide to recall 
I think there are 731 active registrations complaining, con- containing that random letter combination. Random letter combination. So one woman chimes in on it, uh, who lives in Abilene, Kansas. She saw the story and suddenly she's triggered. Suddenly she's 67 years old and I guess has been, when you're 67 and 70 years old, then you've been ran, you've been going around seeing a lot of license plates in your day and suddenly you're triggered from reading an article. So then she chimes in. And that's, I think, at the point in which they recalled 731 of these license plates. A spokesperson for the Kansas Department of Revenue said the issue came before the department's review board and they made the decision to to recall them and prevent it from being used again. Well, gee, DJ Carrot Sticks, were you ever called a name when you were a kid? Let's. Many times. Yeah, let's think of all the different random letter combinations that could trigger me or trigger somebody else from four eyes to fatty to chubby, ugly. Think of all the names that come up. This is ridiculous. This woman goes on to say, it was, and, and then there, uh, somebody said, let's see who it was, who said it was very gratifying to know there is a government that was willing to hear our side of the story and recognize it and to proactively act on it as quickly as it did, whoever Rick Johnson is. Uh, really? Where's our side? Where's our side that says you don't have a constitutional right to not be offended? I'm not going around demanding that the government remove every sign that might have a random combination that might have been a name somebody ever called me once. And what about the side of the taxpayers? How much is this costing Kansas? How are they going to prevent every random combination? How do I get in on this? I mean, come on. Let's start thinking of all the random letter combinations that might upset somebody from SLUT. H-A-I-N-T. Haint was a favorite word. That That's considered. That's a naughty word to be called. Don't go call anybody a haint. I love that word. I use it all the time because people out here don't know it's considered derogatory to call somebody a haint. This is ridiculous. Think about all the random letter. The And this is... this is. Well, the number 666 offend me. Yeah. How about any license plate that has 666 on there? Yeah, this one... The, the original woman said... Oh, the Johnson woman said that she recalls vividly as a child. She's from Pearl Harbor area being called Jap. Well, the license plate didn't call anybody Jap. License plates don't speak. This is just... This is how off the rails we are as a country. To where 70-year-old... 70-year-old 70 year, 70 year are now suddenly triggered by a random letter combination and a license plate. And they're able to motivate an, an, a state government to use taxpayer money to prevent them from happening to see a random letter combination. So now I grew up in La Jolla here in San Diego, La Jolla. And uh, JAP stood for something else. Did it that stand was for what? American princess. Yeah, because see, in New Orleans, that's what JAP stood for, because we had a lot of Jewish community, and that nobody nobody would get offended by being called a Jap, and that's what it stood for in New Orleans. Okay, so what's next? See, the slur that I always heard growing up after watching World at War and different things with my dad during that time period was was NIP. There and there's a million of them. There's, there's a cracker with the cracker brand with that name, NIPS, and it's crackers. Oh, see. See, I mean, I didn't even know that. You know, where does this end? Where does this end? Where random le- random letters that get put out somewhere, or even even a, a chosen combination is somehow? Didn't Halle Berry do a movie called Japs? I'm not too sure. No, that was Baps, Black Baps, American yeah. Prince. See, now that's another one. Where does it end, people? We got to put an end to it somewhere. And this marks the end of the AK show. For tonight, anyway, I'll be right back here tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Love you all. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you, DJ Carriage, dude.